Come on, let's keep that up for just a moment. He's worthy of your praise today. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. If there was no heaven and there was no hell, living for God would still be the best life to live. Amen, amen. And I love what we feel in this house today. I am going to ask you to hang on to what we feel, but I need you to be seated for just a moment. Amen. I, uh, I, I'm going to be very honest with you. God did not come to mess around this morning. God came to do business. Well, we say where we're come from, he came to do business. Amen. And I believe that, but praise God. I, I, I'm, I'm like your pastor. I don't want to get into a lot of the, the stuff we normally would. Know that I take this very seriously. I don't take it for granted to stand behind this sacred desk. Perhaps tonight we'll make more about all of that. But I do feel like I need to get into what God has given me today. Amen. I have, I have really <clears throat> felt so impressed for Calvary Tabernacle for these two services in particularly. And, uh, and I want to make this quick, quick announcement. We are so glad to have all of the guests here today. And uh, we invite you to come back this evening. And uh, you're not going to be probably too impressed today. But Wednesday night, Pastor Grendel will be in the pulpit. You'll be impressed and blessed. Amen. And so if this is your first time, don't, don't judge this church by the preacher today. Amen. But come back and hear Pastor Grendel be with this good church. But that being said, all of the faithful saints of Calvary Tabernacle, I'm asking you, do not miss tonight. I feel as though God has dealt with me so specifically, probably as much as he ever has for a specific church. And I don't want you to miss tonight because God is going to speak directly to this church, if that's all right. Praise God. Amen. I do give honor to everything today. Amen. I, I want to do this really quick. It's a little different this morning. And again, don't let it dampen the spirit. But I, I don't want anybody to stand. I don't want you to raise your hands. But I, I do want you to, to, to engage in what I'm asking. And that is, if you have a sickness or a pain in your body, and you're here this morning, if you're here today and you have need of a financial blessing of any kind, great or small, if you need God to work in your marriage, if you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost, or you need to be renewed in the Holy Ghost, if you need deliverance from anything, if you're here today and everything's all right, but you've got a backslidden son or daughter or a backslidden loved one, or if you just need God to do a miracle in any way, I'm asking you, would you stand all over this house this morning? If you fit one or multiple of those, I want you to stand this morning. My, my, my. I do believe that there's some needs here today. And so God is ready to work. And you are acknowledging that you have work for him to do. And so before we ever read a text or get into the message today, I want to pray a prayer. And you're going to help me. Because what happens in an environment like this is that doubt and unbelief and intimidation begin to creep in and begins to work against the will of God. And so we're getting ready to pray, and before we ever begin, we're going to take authority over every spirit of doubt and over every spirit of unbelief, 
And we're going to create an atmosphere for the miraculous to take place in this house this morning. Would you help me pray in the name of Jesus, God, we come before you. I'm asking you, God, to let faith be loosed in this house. God, we come against every doubt, every unbelief, every intimidating spirit that would get in the way. God, increase the faith of your people. Watch over the word that's getting ready to be preached. God, confirm your word with signs today. God, let the belief of your people grow in this service. I'm asking you, God, to move in a special way. Manifest yourself today, God. We take authority right now, God. We plead the precious blood of Jesus in this service and over this congregation. Let your perfect will be done. In the name of Jesus, clap your hands right now. And give God some praise. In the name of Jesus. We're turning to the book of Revelations chapter 1. We'll read one verse of scripture there. And then we'll very quickly turn over to the book of Ecclesiastes. Revelations chapter 1. The last book of the Bible. Revelations chapter 1. And verse 8. And then we'll turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. The Bible says in Revelations 1 and 8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, I'm probably going to beat you to it. Chapter 3, verse 14, I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it. Not men, not a personality, not a religion. God doeth it. That men should fear before him. That which hath been is now. And that which is to be hath already been. And God requireth that which is past. One version said it like this in verse 15. Whatever is, has already been. And whatever will be, already is. And God repeats what has passed. Amen. Now, I'm going to give you something this morning. And it's not to impress you, but it is to help us perhaps remember. Webster's Dictionary defines the word theology as the science of God or of religion or the science which treats of the existence, the character and attributes of God. Theos means God, Logos means word. And so we're going to determine for a few moments this morning that God and how he relates to man as well as one of his greatest attributes through his word for the next few moments. And I hope that makes sense. If it doesn't, it will. I want to preach this morning on the theology of God's past. The theology of God's past. Why don't you be seated as long as you're going to help me preach for just a few moments. Praise God. If you look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3 in the Amplified Bible, I, I, I want to, to give this to you again in a more simpler version. It says, I know that whatever God does, it endures forever. That is a, an encouragement this morning. Nothing can be added to it, nor can anything be taken from it. For God does it so that men will fear and worship Him with all field reverence, knowing that He is God. There is no other gods. The God we serve is God alone. And so the Bible says that which has already been and that which will be has already been. 
And so listen to this. For God seeks what has passed by so that history repeats itself. And that little phrase at the end of verse 15 certainly carries some weight and has rang true throughout the ages as more than once history has repeated itself. You can open up the history books and, and turn back the pages and look throughout the scope of time and watch as history has repeated itself. I remember in school flipping through my textbook in history class and it seemed as though it was the same story over and over again. Just different characters in that story. History repeating itself. The rise and the downfall of humanity. Wars and governments and politics and society. So much more history as it continued and still today continues to keep repeating itself. Everybody with me so far? This concept of repeated history is certainly relevant, especially to the nature of mankind. In our human frailty, and if I could be plain today, our stupidity. From the days of Adam and Eve, we continue to make the same silly mistakes. It causes regrets and sorrows and heartbreaks along life's journey. There's this little thing with big consequences called sin. And this thing called sin disables us along the way. If you're here this morning wondering if sin is still sin, then yes, sin is still sin. And sin still destroys. And sin still causes you to be lost. And the wages of sin, it's still death. Sin may have pleasures for a short season, but the soul that sinneth will die according to the word of God. I know what you're thinking. Oh, you're not supposed to be preaching on that this morning. No, we've got to preach about sin because once we get past sin we can get to salvation and once you get salvation you'll find that there's life and life more abundantly <laughs> praise God praise God and so ultimately ultimately we archive everything under a little label that we have in our file of life called the past everybody say the past if you're here in church today, you've got a past. Uh, there's nobody under the sound of my voice that's perfect. Uh, we've all sinned and we've all come short of the glory of God. Uh, there are some scars that some still bear because of the choices that they've made uh, in the past. Uh, there are some sores and, and some places and minds and spirits because of decisions uh, made in the past. Uh, and so you're here today and you've got the weight perhaps of what you've done in your yesterdays and I'm not talking about just the sinners today I'm talking about the saints and the past, the past when visited in the wrong perspective it can be detrimental to your physical and to your mental and to your emotional and your spiritual health if you're not careful bitterness and anger and hatred and unforgiveness of others and of yourself can lead to certain demise. That's why the devil works so hard and wants nothing more than to remind you of your failures 
and your shortcomings of your yesterdays. He loves to bring up your past and rub it in your face. Well, don't you remember when you did this? And don't you remember how you said that? And what do you think you're doing in church this morning knowing all that you've done? Anybody know what I'm talking about today? You've had that conversation with that old devil. But the good news this morning for everybody in the building is that we have an opportunity to be part of an elite group called such were some of you but there has been a washing and a sanctifying and a justifying we used to be but God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinning Christ died for us we weren't even born yet but Jesus looked ahead in time and said someday they're going to be born into sin and shaping in iniquity someday they're going to need to look back at a past event called Calvary and oh I'm so glad I learned something about the past of God you see I learned a long time ago that the blood of God's past is the same blood that covers my past my sins are forgiven my mistakes and my failures have been washed my soul has been cleansed it's because I can look at the past of God and know I can be saved I can make it I don't have to die in my sins but repentance of those sins baptism remitting those sins in Jesus name and the infilling of his spirit and I and we are no longer the same therefore if any man be in Christ he's a new creature and all things are passed away and behold all things are become new somebody better hear this preacher today you're sitting in a church service not by coincidence not by fate or chance but you're here because God desires to meet with you this morning a chance at starting over awaits you an opportunity to wipe your slate clean is available to you today you can leave with a fresh start your sins being washed your soul being cleansed your past can be erased before you leave today you can walk in newness of life God wants to exchange your darkened past for a bright future oh I wish I had a witness in the building today if you're here today and you're a ranked sinner that's nothing to be embarrassed about we've all been there oh you made a mess out of things and you made some choices and some decisions I would not leave here this morning until I gave God my past and I put it under the blood and I let God save my soul now is the time and today is the day of salvation not tonight not Wednesday not next Sunday but this morning today right now today is the day of your salvation praise God and so you have to forgive me I'm struggling today with my voice but I'm going to preach it like I feel it one way or the other 
And so there's a wrong way to visit your past. But hear me today, there is a right way to visit your past. We've got to have what I like to call Miriam moments. Uh, every now and then, uh, and look over our shoulder uh, and say, had it not been for the Lord uh, who was on my side, look at where he brought us from. Uh, look at what he brought us through. Uh, look at what he brought us out of. Uh, it's all right to visit your past uh, and look at some of the dead Egyptians uh, that have washed up on the shores uh, of your life uh, and grab your timbrel uh, and grab your dance uh, and say, look what the Lord has done. He picked me up. He turned me around. He placed my feet on solid ground. Oh, y'all ain't hear me today. He carried me through. He ordered my steps. I'm so glad what God has done in my past. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, Am I in an apostolic church this morning? Hallelujah. But there is more to the past of God than just salvation. And trust me, that would be plenty if that is all that there was. But there is more to the past of God than just salvation. You can be seated. I don't want to complicate anything today. I'm not here to try to impress anybody. I don't want to try to justify the omnipresence of God. Uh, we know that God is everywhere at all times. Time and space mean something to us. Uh, but to God, it's irrelevant. Uh, as He feels all known points of time uh, and existence. But that being said, uh, God has left something to us uh, that has withstood the test of time. Uh, it is the world's oldest uh, and most popular history book. Uh, and in this book... Uh, we find recordings of the working of both God in spirit and God manifested in the flesh. Detailed accounts of how and where and when God did great and unimaginable things in past times. Things that could have only happened if God was in them. Things that only transpired because the God of the impossible showed up. I want to try to give you a peek at what I'm saying today and maybe help you understand the theology of God's past. You have to understand today that the earth was without form and void. There was chaos and there was turmoil but peace and paradise were created along with all known existence and all things were made by him because of his spoken word. I'm talking about his past today. A mighty red sea parted and a few million people were being led from bondage and captivity over on dry ground. Three Hebrew boys thrown into a fiery furnace, emerging unharmed, walking around like everything was all right. The time that we could spend today about a den of lions that had their mouths shut up when a man prayed and God intervened. How about some walls of a great and mighty city that came tumbling down 
when God's people begin to march. How about a giant that was fallen by a young man with a slingshot and five smooth stones? I could tell you today about fire that fell from the sky, consuming a sacrifice in front of a bunch of false preachers. If you will, let me take you through the pages of the history book today and tell you about a man named Bartimaeus. He was blind, but now he sees. Let me tell you about a Syrophoenician woman whose daughter was grievously vexed of the devil, but now she is delivered. I could take you this morning down to the Gadarenes and tell you about a former demoniac. He lost his family, lost his marriage, lost his children, but today he sets clothed in his right mind a restored marriage. I read, my God, help me today. Follow me to the household of Mary and Martha where their brother used to be dead but now he lives. Follow me to a hillside in the desert where a little boy's lunch of two fish, five loaves of bread fed 5,000 plus people and have 12 baskets left over. Let me introduce you today to a lady with a hemorrhage of blood for 12 long years. Spent every dollar she had but she had one encounter with the master and she has been made whole. There was a man lying next to the pool called Bethesda. He had nobody to help him down into the troubled waters. But when Jesus got there, that man stood, picked up his bed and walked out of there made whole. One man sick and palsy was let down through the roof by his friends and he went home different than what he got there. There was a man with a withered hand unable to function, ashamed of his condition, but he left restored. A man disfigured by leprosy, he returned to his family, cleansed and made whole. What about a boat full of preachers tossed to and fro from wind and wave, but one spoken word and the sea obeyed. I'm just preaching this morning about the theology of God's past. We got to get back in the history book. We got to get back in the word because that's where we find our answers. God has a past this morning and we've got to look back and say, I know that he is able. Can I just preach it like I feel it today? I heard one say God was Adam's redeemer and he was Abel's vindicator and he was Abraham's sacrifice. He was Moses' bush on fire. He was Noah's ark and Joshua's battle axe. He was Gideon's fleece and Samson's power. He was David's music and Solomon's wisdom. He was Jeremiah's balm in Gilead. He was Ezekiel's will in the middle of the wheel. I'm talking about my God today. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He's unsurpassed. He's unshakable. I'm preaching to you today that God, he's got a past. I don't know how to better convey to you today that God is trying to tell you in this service that he's got a past. 
And so let, let me just try a few more minutes uh, as God is speaking with Isaiah in the book of Isaiah chapter 43 and 26. Uh, God tells the preacher, uh, put me in remembrance. Oh yeah. God was saying, refresh my memory. Remind me of who I am. Tell me again, what can I do? Uh, woo. Uh, Help me today, Holy Ghost. And that's why David could look and say this. In Psalms 119 and 49, he said, God, remember the word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. I'm trying to preach hope to somebody today. David said, this is my comfort in my affliction. I'm preaching to some afflictions this morning. And David said this. Now you think it how you want to, but this is what it means to me. He said, this is my comfort in my affliction. For thy word... Woo, hath quickened me. It's the word that's quickened me. It's the word that's given me hope. It's the history book detailing what God has done in the past. The word that's forever settled in heaven. The word that cannot change. For God is not a man that he should lie. The word that is an immutable thing of God in which it is impossible for God to lie. And so I hope you're catching this because I'm just about done preaching. I've tried to establish something. I want to read our text one more time. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it. We're talking about the word. Nothing can be taken from it. And God doeth it. God doeth it. That men, you and I, we should fear and be in awe. And wonder before him. You know what would happen today? If we had some miracles break out in here. There would be a whole lot of awe. And a whole lot of wonder. As people left here saying look what the Lord has done. And so verse 15 says that which hath been. That's the past. Is now. And that which is to be. That's tomorrow. That's what's coming. It's already been. Wait, you mean tomorrow has already been yesterday? Oh, yeah. And God requireth that which is past. And so here it is. This is simple today. Uh, if God requires what has already been, and he requires what is to be, and his word cannot lie, the only thing throughout of all time that has already been and that will always be is God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now you take it how you want it, but the Bible tells me that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And so God is bound by who he is and God is bound by his word. And if he did it in the past, he's got to do it again. Why? Because God requireth the past. Y'all ain't hearing me today. If the only thing throughout of all time that has been, is, and will be is God. And he's the same. And he requires that which is past. 
That means if he did the miracles yesterday uh, and he's still the same God uh, and he required my God, uh, he's got to do it again. I know God knows everything, but when we remind him to go back to the history book, his book, his past, uh, and it's brought to his remembrance that what he did back then in the past, uh, and he's still the, that's why I can say, uh, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits, uh, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, all means all, sinner friend, every failure, every shortcoming, uh, Every mistake, uh, every guest that's here today, all means all. Every iniquity, uh, he's going to forgive. Uh, and he heals uh, all thy diseases. Uh, God has not changed. Uh, he still heals. Uh, he still saves. Uh, he still delivers. Uh, he still works miracles. Uh, he'll still bless your finances. Uh, he'll still put your marriage back together. Uh, he'll still save your lost loved ones. Uh, God has a past. Uh, and he does not change. And so God sent me to this pulpit this morning to tell every saint and every sinner he's come to require that which is past. And he's not requiring your past. He's requiring his past. Whew. He's ready to save this morning. And he's ready to heal today. And he's ready to deliver and he's ready to restore. And the music can come. I'm done preaching. I, I, there's more. I'm done. I'm going to tell you something. I've seen cancer healed. Yes, I have. I, I remember they brought the report to the church. And they let everybody see it. They said there was a tumor on the brain. And now it's gone. We don't know what happened. I know what happened. Yeah. The God of yesterday required of himself. Whoo. I seen the lame walk. I saw one lady walk in the door with a cane. And before it was over with, she was shouting uh, and walking out with that cane over her head. She'd been that way for 18 years. Uh, and today she's still walking without the cane. I've watched as devil possessed people, uh, demons possessing their mind and their body uh, as the hand of the man of God was laid uh, or a prayer was prayed uh, or, or, or the blood was pleaded, whatever it took uh, and watch as deliverance came. Uh, I've seen the rankest sinners of sinners uh, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, I've watched as God put marriages back together. Uh, I'm telling you today uh, that there is something to the past of God uh, and when you understand uh, that you just got to put him in remembrance uh, and mix faith with the word uh, and step out and say God uh, I know what you've been uh, I know what you are uh, and I know what you're always going to be uh, and if you did it for somebody else uh, I know that I know that I know uh, you can do it for me too is there any faith in the house today I want us to stand all over this house my God Now, since I started preaching, since I had you stand at the beginning of this, I'm just going to tell you, you stood. I didn't make you stand. I just asked some questions. I said, who has a need? And you got up. I, nobody jerked you out of your chair. You got up. And since I've started preaching, that old devil's come and tapped on your shoulder. Said, I know what he's preaching, but it's not for you. Don't listen to that preacher. He don't, he don't know what he's talking about. 
But you stood in faith. And you acknowledged that you had a need that you needed God to meet. And now the time has come. And once again, nobody's going to jerk you up. Uh, Nobody's going to force you to come down to this altar. But you already admitted you had a need. God already got you. you. You already told him. You already admitted to him, I've got a need. I need the Holy Ghost. I've got sickness. I need a miracle. God, I need some strength in my marriage. You already told God. And now he stands before you. And he said, I came to require that which was past. And Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do I have to give an altar call today? Or is there anybody that says, I'm stepping out in faith. I'm not, I'm not leaving without my touch from God. I, I'm not even going to invite you. If you want to come, it's up to you now. I'm telling you, God can do anything. With men, it's impossible, but not with God. Come on, there's some husbands that need to grab the wife and grab her by the hand and get down here and let pastor pray for you today. There's some souls that you, you feel like you're inadequate. You feel like you've done the worst things possible. But God told me to tell you, he'll forgive you. He'll love you. He'll cleanse you. Come on. Come on, we're, we're going to do We're going to see God do something today. In the name of Jesus.